wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. And comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Welcome into the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. It's the Thursday edition of the Locked On Royals podcast. We've almost made it to the end of the week. And so on today's show, we're going to continue our position group previews with the infield. We're also going to have the Fantasy Baseball Minute brought to you by our friends over at LeagueCommish.com. And so for today's Fantasy Baseball Minute, I want to talk to you a bit about Alberto Mondesi. Mondesi is a guy who's yet to put together a complete season. Uh, you know, injuries have plagued his career to this point. He's a slick fielding shortstop. Hasn't had the best luck at the plate just yet. Uh, but he's ex- incredibly fast. He has the intangibles. He has the makeup of what would be a good ball player. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. And this is where Mondesi can benefit you. Number one... If you're in a very deep league, if you're in a league that has upwards of 12 or more players in it, Mondesi could be a very good bench bat for you to rotate in on on guys' off days. He could even suffice as a starting shortstop, starting utility guy uh, if you're in a deeper league than that. Another league that Mondesi can benefit you from is a dynasty league. Whenever you're drafting younger players, you're trying to predict the future. If you believe, like I do, that Mondesi can turn into a very good shortstop. Now, he's never going to be an elite guy. I don't think that he can ever reach that potential of being elite, but I think he can reach that potential of being a top-end shortstop, especially in the world of fantasy baseball, when he's going to be stealing bases and you know just turning into a better hitter overall. So that was the Fantasy Baseball Minute, brought to you by our good friends over at League Commish. Let's have a word from our friends over there right now. What are you doing for the game? Whether you're a casual follower, the tweets everything, the beginner, the diehard, the stat nerd, the smack talker, the appetizer guy, they couldn't care less or makes everything a competition person, we all have our place in the sports world. The same personalities apply to fantasy sports, and League Commish exists to ensure your fantasy sports experience is the best for you. We match managers to leagues as we lay the foundation for your new fantasy league. It's as easy as signing up with your preferences. You get matched and approved that match before you commit on your end. So sign up with League Commission by February 29th and receive 15% off by entering the code LOCKEDON. In the referred section of the sign-up form, enter the code LOCKEDON for 15% off. The first 25 people to use our code locked on receive their first match free what are you doing for the game find your fantasy sports league at leaguecommish.com so i wanted to take this episode to talk about the infield again we're at thursday we're close to the weekend tomorrow the royals are going to be playing baseball again they're going to be actually facing live pitching and we can listen to it 
on 610 Sports Radio or MLB.com. Tomorrow I won't be on TV, but you can listen to it over there. So we'll con- we'll continue the position group process. Uh, you know previews. Excuse me. We've had starting pitching on Wednesday. Excuse me on Tuesday. Wednesday we had the bullpen preview. Today we'll have the infield preview. Tomorrow we'll preview the outfield. So today let's start with the infield. Starting out with Raul with Alberto Mondesi. Excuse me. He used to be Raul Mondesi, uh, but Mondesi. We've talked about him with the baseball minute. He hasn't been able to stay healthy to this point. But he's a very fast, very good fielder. I think this is the year that he breaks out at the plate. I really like what I've seen from his swings in the bullpen and on these workout videos that have been released on Twitter and Instagram. I like what I see. I think this is the year that he finally stays healthy. And once he does that, I think that he'll have a good year at the plate. I really do. Next up, we have Nicky Lopez. He'll take over at second base as they move Whit Merrifield into the outfield. You know, Nicky Lopez, another guy who I am incredibly high on. I know he didn't get off to a good start to his major league career. I know that last year, you know, wasn't the best for him. It, it wasn't. I mean, you look at his numbers, and last year he batted 240 with an OBP of two, four, with 276. And, you know, he just could not get it off the ground at the plate. And I still think that he has untapped potential. I mean, the guy is only 24. He's only 24, a fifth-round pick in the 2016 draft. I mean, I think that Nicky Lopez can be someone who turns into a Whit Merrifield type. I mean, Whit Merrifield's a bit of a late bloomer. Uh, He turned into uh, one of the best hitters in baseball. He turned into uh, one of the top second basemen in baseball before he moved to the outfield. Now, that ceiling is, is, I mean, Whit Merrifield is widely considered a top 50 player in baseball. That ceiling is a big one to put on Nicky Lopez, and he's not going to hit that this year. This year, he's not going to turn to Whit Merrifield. But I still think that the ceiling and the potential is there for Nicky Lopez. I'm not ready to give up on him just yet. So you move on to Michael Franco. And, and, and again, I said it whenever he was signed. I love this move. He has power. He has potential. Those are two big things, two hot commodities in baseball uh, you know, in this day and age is power and potential. And Franco did not have the best career in Philadelphia. You know, they gave up on a, on a, on a once-top prospect, which is, which is very rare for organizations to do. But Michael Franco is still a guy who I believe in. And I could be wrong. I could be thinking too optimistically. But if you listen to this podcast consistently, as you're supposed to, you'll know that optimistic is not really a word that's attached to my outlook very often when it comes to this baseball team. They're not going to be that good this year, but I still think Michael Franco has is a is a guy who has potential to be a power hitter in Kauffman Stadium, which is rare. It's very rare. And I'll say it again. I've said it every show this week, but the trade market is going to be booming at the trade deadline. There are too many teams in contention, too many teams that feel like they have a shot for this market not to get off the ground. And Franco's a guy that you might trade for uh, to get you over the hump in the sense of you know maybe a bench bat. Uh, maybe if he's having that great of a year, a a replacement in your lineup. I mean, who knows? I still think he has that kind of potential to where he can be so good that he's viewed as an upgrade for a playoff team. He's viewed in the same light as Mike Moustakis. You know, I mean, Mike Moustakis went to the Brewers and completely turned them around, turned that lineup around. I think Franco has that potential. He has that potential. Perez behind the plate. He's going to be ready for opening day, it looks like. Coming off Tommy John surgery, wasn't there last year. We've talked about him this week on the Fantasy Baseball Minute. 
I like the guy. I mean, I like what he can bring. At the end of the year, you know what you're going to get from him. You're going to get a solid batting average. You're going to get a solid power hitter for a catcher. And you're going to get an all-around good player. Now, his defense needs a little bit of work. He can throw guys out with the best of them. We'll see if that continues post-Tommy John. But in terms of framing and in terms of, you know, calling a game, needs a little bit of work. Still needs a little bit of work at this age. Uh, probably won't happen, though. I mean, once you get once you get to his age, you're kind of done growing as a player. You're kind of, you kind of are who you are at this point. Uh, but still a good catcher, though. Still a good catcher with all those uh, quote-unquote nitpick, nitpicks about him. Uh, I like what he brings to the lineup. I like what he brings to the infield. Great to have him back. It, it provides so much more lineup versatility, so much more lineup protection uh, for some of these guys. I like having Salvador Perez back in this lineup. Cam Gallagher is a guy who I think is going to make the opening day roster as a backup catcher to Perez. Again, coming off Tommy John surgery, you're probably not going to want to have Perez catch as much as he has in his career. Uh, normally, he catches almost every game. You might want to let him have some days off as he nurses that arm, uh, put him at first base, put him at DH, you know, put Jorge Soler you know, on the bench for a game or two, let him have a day off because you really don't want to put him in the field, but you could do it to make it work. But you need Salvador Perez uh, to not overdo it as he's coming back from Tommy John surgery. So I think Cam Gallagher makes it, and I think he's the best option for a backup catcher. You're always going to need a backup catcher on a roster, though, no matter what. Uh, Ryan O'Hearn and, and uh, McBroom. For the Kansas City Royals, who you look at, and last year, you know, his, his standard batting average and stuff, you know, he was batting 293 in 75 at-bats. Had a nice little, you know, call-up in September. You know, played in 23 games. A nice story to end the year. He's battling for positioning with Ryan O'Hearn at first base. I think that's the really only spot in this lineup that's up for grabs as an, for an everyday player, and that would be first base with O'Hearn and with McBroom. I think that the edge goes to O'Hearn, though. The way Mike Matheny has raved about Ryan O'Hearn, it would take a disastrous spring training for him to lose out. And then with McBroom, you'd like to keep him in the big leagues. You really would. But, I mean, are you gonna? who are you going to send down at that point? You're going to need Cam Gallagher as a backup. You're going to need, you know, a couple backup outfielders in, uh, you know, Brett Phillips and Bubba Starling probably going to make the roster in the outfield. We'll talk about that tomorrow. So can McBroom find a way to stay in the bigs? I think that at the end of the day he will, especially the 26-man roster helps him a lot whenever you consider the fact that you can only keep a maximum of 13 pitchers. So I think McBroom does find a way onto the opening day roster, uh, but it will be an interesting situation to monitor a little bit. So let's take a quick break and be back after this on the Locked On Royals podcast. So welcome back to the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. And that's your infield wrap-up. That's your infield you know, season preview, I should say. Uh, again, that's Mondesi, Lopez, Franco, Perez, Gallagher, O'Hearn, McBroom. Uh, you can also throw Whit Merrifield in here sometimes. I'm, I'm sure that he won't be a permanent outfielder. He'll be an everyday outfielder, but there'll be a couple games where you might want to mix him in in the infield and, and rotate in Phillips and Starling in the outfield. It's an interesting situation developing in Kansas City. It'll be fun to monitor that all year long. How does Mike Matheny manage this lineup? How does he manage you know, some of the guys on this roster? I can't wait. And baseball is back tomorrow, so let's set the table for that and the rest of the week. So today's episode was for Thursday. Tomorrow, we're going to do the outfield preview. We're also going to talk about the pitching staff in terms of who's going to pitch on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's been released. We'll discuss that in full tomorrow. Uh, usually, again, I mentioned it earlier this week, whenever you're in spring training, you assign guys days and innings, and no matter what happens, that's what's going to go down. So, you know, for example, Brad Keller's going to go on Sunday. 
He'll go Sunday for an X amount of innings, no matter if he's cruising or if he gets shelled. That's the target. That's what he's going to do. Who cares what happens on the field? Uh, so, And then when you get into the bullpen, that also is the case. We won't know that till tomorrow, though. Starters are announced a little bit earlier. Day of, usually we'll know exactly who all will pitch and when. Uh, so they'll announce tomorrow probably, hey, you know, we're going to start out with this guy. Then we're going to move to this guy. Then we're going to move to that guy from single A. Then we're going to move to this guy from the independent league. I mean, it all goes down the list. This guy's not wearing a number, but he's going to pitch the seventh inning. That's how it goes in spring training, especially to start things out. So we'll talk all about that tomorrow and all the details that we have on that. Uh, We'll discuss the upcoming spring training games. We have three games, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, before we're back on Monday with another Locked on Royals podcast to recap the whole thing. So again, tomorrow we'll be previewing the outfield And then we'll have previewed every division before spring training. We'll have previewed the MLB playoffs before spring training. And we'll have previewed every single position group before spring training. So, really need to get in gear on that and get caught up if you have not already. I appreciate those of you who have been listening to this point. It's been a blast to launch this Lockdown Rose podcast at the start of the year and continue to grow this entire time. And we're finally back to baseball now. So let me know on Twitter, at Ryland underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Also in the description of the podcast you're listening to right now, which you should be subscribed to, and leave an iTunes review five stars. If, a, if there's a comment in that review, I will be addressing it on the show. So beware of that whenever you're asking questions or leaving comments. I'll give you a shout-out and discuss your topic on the show. You can also leave topics on Twitter. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and throw me topics to discuss on Twitter. I'll give you credit for them and answer them on the show. So it's this show I really want to be very interactive uh, and, and, you know, very much your opinion as much as mine on the Locked on Rose podcast, but we've got to get fan interaction to do that. Uh, so, again, follow me on Twitter. Let me know what you guys think of the infield. Who are you most looking forward to? Who are you most high on? Uh, and tomorrow we'll be back on Friday to talk all about the outfield and the upcoming week of games. It's going to be fun. Cannot stress that enough. So thank you all for listening to the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Be good and be good to one another, and I'll see you tomorrow on Friday.